When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. It's been a short break, but we're back and we have some transfers to discuss as well as an upsurge in Cardiff City's form. I'm Dominic Booth, here with Nathan Blake. Good day, mate. And Paul Donato. Hello. Nathan clearly taking some inspiration from the Ashes or something along those No, I was, I was just thinking, I've been talking Australian to uh, a friend of mine about our trip to Australia recently. So, Excellent. Uh, not recently, back in, I think, 95. I think, a bit warmer that. over there. It was fantastic. At the minute. Great place. Yeah, so as I say, on the agenda, first is... Cardiff City securing the loan signing of Marco Grujic. Yeah. I hope I said that right from Liverpool. Uh, we'll also be talking about the 4 1 win over Mansfield in the FA Cup replay, 4 mm. 0 win against Sunderland in the league that Paul is so quick to decry as any sort of achievement whatsoever. <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> You've heard him, Paul. <laughs> and of course, the Man City game, which is what we're all looking forward to. But let's start with. The transfer news, Nathan. Yes. I guess a lot of us didn't know the name Grujic before a few hours ago, but we're getting confirmation through now that he has signed a loan deal until the end of the season. Mm. Serbian holding midfielder, someone who the squad needed, in your opinion? Oh, definitely. 100%. In that position, certainly. And I think we've said it on here, that uh, a number six... Was uh, was definitely needed because you know Aaron being out for so long. I think people can underestimate just how important he is. And I've always said many times on the show, I think he was severely underrated, Mr. Gunnarsson. So um, having someone in that position, uh, yes, he's young. He's I don't think he's going to be as influential as Aaron because I think Aaron. Being a captain, playing you know European Championships and playing well, um, you know he's he's a very very good player. So hopefully Grujic can you know fill that void that's 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 been glaring for me really. Hence why you've seen uh, Bamba moving there sometimes. Well, and everyone Pelty play Patterson, well, yeah, Jazz Richards yeah, played yeah, in there. Well, it's clearly been a problem. Um, and it's not the box, box to box play you need. It is that number six, just to sit in front of those uh, centre halves and and keep everything uh, moving and solid and what have you. So, and good Bamba, sign. Means Bamba doesn't have to play there. He can play. Yeah, in hopefully com- he's. Position. You know, it, I think the problem for most of us is whilst he's only appeared in a Liverpool shirt, you know, ten or twelve times, none of us have seen him play, um, and definitely haven't seen him play in the Championship. So. Uh, and you know, only a youngster as well. Yeah, 21, that's another thing, you know. But, uh, you know, you, you have to look at Neil Warnock and say, 
You know, he, he knows what he's doing. He wouldn't have done it without doing his homework. I'm sure he's had the player watch many a time before he's made the move. So, um, fingers crossed it all works out well. Paul, is this a signing slightly against the, the Warlock mould, as we might say? We know he, he likes experience, he likes proven players who maybe he's worked with before, people who know the Championship inside out. Here we've got a player who's never played in the Championship. He's played a handful of times for Liverpool, some games for Liverpool reserves and some games in Serbia. Why do you think he's gone for, for this one, Paul? Well, the first thing I'd say is that he this this does not fit the bill of what Warnock was after. He was after an experienced, battle-hardened, dominant midfielder. Might that still happen, though? Who, who has, no, who has proven experience of going up from this division to the Premier League. At some point, then, he has seen Gruwich, um, and he's very much made Gruwich's number one target. Um, now, I'm top. Well, I know that Borough and Aston Villa definitely wanted him. Um, West Ham and Huddersfield are said to have wanted him. Um, when he joined Liverpool, Blakey, th- two years ago for, for five million, he was apparently wanted by Chelsea, Juventus, Milan. So clearly he's got talent. Um, <coughs> Cardiff say that he's aggressive, strong, athletic, has got a ferocious shot. That is exact, and, and he can play the six or the eight role because yeah. he can go box to box as well. So that's it, and and he's also I think one of the things that that's really um, made Warnock sort of almost tilt him over the edge towards this one rather than a more experienced guy is because he's desperate to get into the Serbia World Cup squad. He needs regular football, mm. um, which he's not getting with Liverpool, and so Warnock knows he has to play well to get into that squad. And so mm. I think he's got thinks he's got four or five months for somebody will be right at the top of his game if you mm. like he is dubbed the new Matic mm. whatever that means well if, if I, that's a sign of how he's going to play then and he looks quite tall he looks that kind he's of six frame foot three, yeah, so he looks, he looks that kind of frame what, what, what I was thinking just as we're talking Blakey is, is look you know all the boxes seem to be tipped the jury has to be out when you see him but you don't join Liverpool without having talent right no. do you know what it reminds me of a little bit I'm wondering if we can rewind to your area and I think I'm right as saying Eddie Newton came in about halfway through That's the right. season. That's right, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. Midfield, yeah. similar role. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if this, this could be another Eddie Newton effect, I think. Mm, well, he goes back you know? to then Liverpool with real, a lot of experience. Real and, fans, he becomes yeah, a real fans' favourite, yeah, yeah. all that. Because I mean, Eddie went, Eddie left here and Chelsea, went back to it? Chelsea. Yeah. And I think his the first game was against Spurs at White Hart Lane. And Eddie Newton got put on up front and scored two goals and they won the game but that just, was after his spell here. I'm, just, I'm just wondering if we might be witnessing a four or five month spell of a player who needs that growth all, yeah, yeah. needs that growth but at the end of it all is idolised by the Cardiff fans yeah. and remembered fondly as Eddie is today yeah, 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 yeah. I just yeah. wonder whether just to play devil's advocate Car- whether Cardiff is the right place for someone looking for sort of settled game time not an easy ride so to speak but a more maybe a more safe environment and somewhere to to hone your skills, ready for a higher level. Well, I think I think it's not just that, Dom. I think there are those points you made there, but and the points Paul made about going for the World Cup. I think that's so relevant because you know you're gonna have to fit. You're gonna have to play well, yeah, in the championship. You're almost gonna have to play above the championship expectation then. 
you you almost gonna have to have a Cardiff fans saying he's too good for this level. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if he brings that, then he's almost guaranteeing himself, you know, a spot in the Serbian World Cup, whether it's the twenty-five or thirty-two man squad that gets. But he will be in that. He will be in the thought process, mm. especially if he's playing, playing well, getting you know the, the rave reviews here and there, the odd Sky Player of the Month or something like that, or scores a couple of worldy goals or. You know, he's got an opportunity now to put himself really in the shop window in such an important year. And I just think, you know, this is now comes down to a test of forget all the rest of the stuff, whether you're playing for, you've signed for, you're signing from. This is now about the man, the character, because it's not a, it's not, oh, I might play well. He knows I have to play well. And he knows he'll get a regular spot in the team. I well, he'll be first on the team sheet. Because you, know, you don't get brought from Liverpool at 21. That would have been part of the deal, I guess. A- absolutely. They'll probably, I know from experience uh, at Chelsea, they'll insist upon you paying X amount of games if they agree to the loan. So that might be the case. It might not be the case here. But um, I think it is. Also, you, what it, the other thing to slightly come off topic but is relevant is then to say well he's 21 you know our own 20 18 19 20 21 22 23 year olds who are at Cardiff central midfield should be looking and thinking hey oh the penny's got a drop here if they're bringing in and signing players in my position what's that say about me right so kind of a an encouragement message to those at the 23s, 21s, 18s. You know, the game is very, very difficult. You know, it isn't what largely a lot of young players think it is. And that's a sign for me. If I was a 21-year-old central midfielder at Cardiff's Academy now, or Cardiff's under 23s, I'd be saying, right, clearly I need to do more get to that position because they're willing to play youngsters that's what it says to me they're willing yeah. to play youngsters well this is it's a change bringing one in. really isn't it absolutely yeah. to show so it's not that Neil Warnock won't look at youngsters or he's not interested if, they're good in enough, then he'll play him, if yeah. you're good enough you could be 15 he would play you and, uh, you know we, we've been scouring our brains haven't we um, or scouring, the, <laughs> scouring our thoughts rather our sawdust yeah about scouring the internet yeah, as well about who the experienced midfielder Warnock was after could be, Dom. Yes, this didn't and, fit and the this, profile. This did doesn't it? fit the profile. Absolutely not. But it does in terms of the footballer that he was after. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Apart from ticks all the boxes by age, it ticks everything bar bar age yeah. and experience. Yeah. Which yeah. Would go to Size, anyway. stature, pace, strength, yeah. what about ability, technical dominance. ability, everything, aggression. Yeah, he ticks. I'm, I'm excited by this signing, Blakey. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. And, and and I'm not excited by all Warnock signing. I still don't. See it with Feeney, for example. Mm. Um, well, let me just say, I've seen, I've seen Feeney, and I, I would have to say, just briefly, seeing him, he, he looked a bit unhappy. Right, he, you know, a sixth sense you get from people. Uh, you might pick it up, you might not, but I, that's, I only met him briefly, but he seemed like, he seemed quite down, and I, I actually went away thinking. If I was one of the lads in the dressing room now, I'd be saying, like, right, mate, come yeah. on, mate, coming out for food or, you know, because he, 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 he might not, he might just been have a bad day or a bad hour, 
but the feeling I got that he, he didn't seem he too happy. happy. Otherwise, he wouldn't have extended his his loan deal to the end of the season. Just, but, but just as a, well, a, a thought, it, it might be. But he, he, then again, he, he he might not want to return to his other club. Guess we, we all have down days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's days yeah. when Paul see me yeah. looking pretty unhappy in this place. Yeah. yeah, but I do the pick me up, which is what, which is what <laughs> but I think it's important. What, what I'm saying is, it's important when you see things like that. Like I don't know how that team bond goes anymore. You know, in my day, you you'd all go out together and stuff like that. And when you had a new player. You know, eight or nine of you would definitely get together and, and take him out and for food and restaurant, a few well, glasses of wine. We've seen these initiation songs and funny things that the Cardiff players do. Warnock got, seems to really prioritise yeah. team spirit got, and things like that. Yeah, so yeah. I've got to say, mind, you know, with this, this signing that does excite me, and with my first glimpse of Wildshut, of Open Access, is that incorrect? Wildshut, I think, yeah. Um, with my first Good player, glance at him last week, reserve judgment because Sunderland mm. were dross. Absolutely mm. awful. Team. They were the worst team right. I've seen. Yeah, um, that's why. A long way. Terrible <laughs> size. Terrible. I think, I think terrible Burton Albion. However, however, he seems to he seems to have pace and ability on the ball. He can run with it. And let's watch that against better size. Suddenly, with these two signings, Blake, yeah, and the possibility of another striker coming in on top, mm. it gives it almost gives fresh impetus doesn't it to everybody the hope comes back again a little mm-hmm. bit yeah whereas it mm-hmm. began to drain away I never lost hope I was just waiting for the tide to turn and but it's like, I didn't think it would go four or five games it did go four games but you know you are back on the horse you're still in a good position in the league so well it's all come at once hasn't it the, the league yeah. win securing the big FA Cup tie with a yeah, win on yeah, Tuesday yeah. night two now you've got Man City in. Yeah, two yeah. players in yeah. it's all come at once yeah. somebody tweeted me this morning says still a possibility of Lewis Lewis Grabham have I got yeah. the question name right coming mm-hmm. here as well mm-hmm. somebody tweeted I don't know if the alliteration was meant but he said Grucic Grabham glamour FA Cup tie mm-hmm. suddenly it's all someone, come together someone, in a week yeah. hasn't yeah. someone tweeted me say Grujic Grabham Griezmann is he going to be the third one <laughs> <laughs> that's nice isn't it I think we can rule that yeah. one out yeah. possibly but just to go on to the, the Mansfield game on Tuesday night so before we finish part one for me that was a game that could have really dampened spirits if Cardiff had lost and missed out on the plum FA Cup tie against Man City you don't want to be losing that and thinking, oh, we could have had a real great event at the stadium. Oh, I mean, it was... Uh, I hate to say it, but once the cup draw was made, you know, social media went mad for the game, yeah, because of the history of that fixture, what has happened in the past. So what you've seen was then a lot of fans wishing it in because they want the opportunity to go up against the best. Everybody wants the opportunity course, to go yeah. up against the best. And we've done them in the Premier League and we've done them in FA Cup history before. So With your goal? This is, yeah, so this is something that, you know, all of a sudden the pressure was on those boys to beat Mansfield because of the clamour from the fans, the want, the need to have that game, have that best team in the country down at Cardiff City Stadium, seeing if they can handle it again, because we've turned them over twice in history in in but past times. But to beat times. Mansfield in such a professional way, ease through, mm. so that Warnock was able to take people off, rest them for the league game against mm. Sheffield Wednesday, that's a real confidence boost. I know Paul may rightly say that Mansfield and Sunderland not the best opposition in the world, mm. but score eight goals, you you 
He's past them both. beat what's in front of you, mate. Well, that's what I said before we turn on the mic, Blakey. <laughs> um, on that Sunderland win, then, have we got anything to learn from from that in particular? I know, Paul... Yeah. I learned Chris, that Chris, Chris Coleman's got his work cut out. I learned that Chris Coleman's got his work. I just look at... I don't like to see suffering in it, uh, from anybody, do you know what I mean? I look at that and... Uh, You've got Phil who used to be here. He's a massive Sunderland supporter. And he, he just thinks it's, a, it's such a great club. Massive fan base. Yeah. You know, great stadium, good training ground. And you just think, you know, I've seen the, 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 the stuff with Jack Robber the other day and you think, how do you get into that situation? Yeah. You know, and it's, it, it's, it's sad to see because, you know, you've got to think two years ago, you know, well, prior to Neil Warnock coming, our fans had suffered a good three or four years of turmoil. Do you know what I mean? With relegations and you know infighting and managerial changes and colour changes and it was just it was just it was just a continual, you know, negative vibe coming that was always down and like I've said, I think that period is probably one of the reasons why the stadium don't fill up because looking at the Man City games of history there's probably bigger crowds back then for that 93 team at Ninian Park. Mm. There's probably 22,000, 23,000, not just for the Man City game, but for Shrewsbury games uh, and Barnet. Barnet games. There's 22,000, 23,000. So well, they're all going to back come back. My point is the back end of that season, or the second half of that season, we were ad- averaging crowds that are bigger than what they are today in the championship, sat in third place. In a 30,000-seat stadium. In a 35-seat stadium. Yeah. So you've got to ask yourself, there is an underlying problem. I know we like to say, oh, well, it's not this and not that, but there's got to be a reason. Just on, what was it, back then, probably 370-odd thousand people lived in Cardiff. It's probably 470-odd. So, so it, it, you know... It, just on law of averages you should have attracted a few more because you've been higher as well in the league for longer but the Man City FA Cup game we know will sell out and we, yeah, it'll be a fantastic game. atmosphere yeah, yeah. so what do they have but you'll get a lot of fans who aren't Cardiff who are Man City who bring themselves so that's it, it's, it's kind of like a false economy mm. if you know what I mean Tom you, it's not like you're not going to get an extra 15,000 fans to come and watch Cardiff no, Those 15,000 fans will be a mix of everything. It'll be neutrals, a large amount of them. There'll be some Cardiff fans, some Man City fans. And like I say, some neutrals who just want to come and see Man City because of what they're achieving at the moment. Cardiff need to ask themselves, how do we get to the point of selling this stadium so it's averaging 30 thousand, 32,000 every week? That's because they've got the fan base to do it. But it looks on, on, on current evidence, it looks like the only way they can do that is to get to the Premier League and to be playing these big teams week in, week out and then you, maybe you can build something a bit more regular. Mm. Just before we, we end, we touched on, on transfers. The, the feeling is that maybe one more is coming after Grujic, a striker perhaps. Would, mm. you, would you two go along with that and, and see that as a good window if one more was brought in? Yeah, I don't think... I've spoken to Neil recently and the striker wasn't top of his his list. I know the midfielder was. Yeah. So that was he was saying he was desperate for a midfielder. So I think it'll be if he can get someone at the right uh, price, I, I would suspect it would be a loan again. 
because I don't think there is a lot of money there to buy players. Uh, I think this window is showing that. Do you know what I mean? It's not no one's, two loans so far. Two loans, no permanent deals for anybody. Um, so it's going to be interesting. But I mean, the, the annoying the annoying thing for me is knowing that right, you've got a manager who's put your club in a great position and he's got a genuine opportunity. If you if if it's re- return to Premier League football, the owners want you've got a good manager who has seven promotions and you've got you sat second stroke third in the league you have a genuine opportunity to go to the playoffs you know what you've done in the past I feel Neil Warnock is paying the price for what has gone on in the past and the signings that were made in the past but they've got to put that to one side the club they've got a genuine chance of Premier League football a genuine chance of promotion either through the playoffs or automatic now is the time to invest now is the time to say to Neil Warnock, okay, you spent one and, a half, one and a half million, by the way, to get us to where we are, right? Here's two million quid. Because it's not 10 million, it's not 15 million, it's not, here's two million quid. Go and have that push. Go on. Who knows what could happen if, mm. uh, if he's granted that sort of cash. Right, we're going to discuss the balance of Cardiff's midfield in part two. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So, chaps, where does Marco Grujic fit in and what might happen to the midfield for the rest of the season is my question for the debate. Mm. Uh, it'll inevitably include a discussion about Joe Rawls, who has been impressive in recent weeks. Mm. But where does Grujic fit in? Can he and Gunnarsson play together? I don't do think. think? Uh, well, uh, Gunnarsson's still not due back for a while, is he? But when he comes back, do you yeah, play I, one or the other, or do you? Well, I think I, I think Gunnarsson. Obviously, he's you know World up, so they're both going to want to play. Um, but you don't know how long the injury is to Gunnarsson. If you take Grujic on his own. And you can see Rawls and someone like Demore or Bryson ahead of him. Um, what he does is, is gives you options for the other midfielders then, the central midfielders. Not so much the wide players, because they're only going to play either in a, up in a three, in a 4-4-2. Four, four, but if you play wing-backs, you're going to play, you know, you're, you're not going to play Paltier. You might play Bennett. But you play Patterson as a wing back more. So, what it does, as I've just said there, it gives you options, doesn't it? it gives you more options because you've solidified that one position that you're having to swap and change different people yeah. around. So, now you've solved that problem. You've got a player who fits in there. You've got your centre halves. You've got your Manga, your Bamba, and your Morrison. Morrison's back fit. So, you've got now the three and the one in front. So you've And your goalkeeper. So, you've got that nice diamond. What you put ahead and wide of it, you can now mess about with it, can you? Does Gunnarsson's injury become a concern, Paul? It seems to have been out for such a long time now, mm. and the signing of Grujic maybe signifies to me that Gunnarsson's yeah. in trouble here for, mm. a, for a long old while. And so we're looking at Grujic as a potential Gunnarsson replacement rather than someone to add in to that midfield. 
Well, he's going to come back at some point, isn't he? He's a captain of Iceland and he wants to play in the World Cup. Absolutely. So, you know. But he's, he's looking at a, a move at the end of the season. Yeah, but he, as Blakey says, it's the same as Grouch. Even more than Grouch, he needs to come back and prove his fitness mm. to captain his country in Russia this mm. summer. So, um, But we're probably looking at the end of Gunnarsson as a Cardiff player, aren't we? Maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. I don't know is the honest answer until, you know, I think the key to that, I mean, Warnock's always said, unless we're in the Premier League, if Cardiff go up, I think even if they do, it's about, it, it feels to me like Warnock is preparing for life after Gunnarsson. I think to answer your question originally about the midfield shape, I think initially it's Raul's Groich and any one of Bryson, Damore, a push if Cardiff are struggling, maybe Tomlin or Hoylett can fill the 10 role with Wilshire and Mendes Lang line um, wide, their options. There's so much options there. Yeah, the, the, then when Gunnarsson is fit... Then the decision has to be made. Does he play Rawls, Gruwich and Gunnarsson together? Which is all a bit... No, I'd take Rawls out of there and I'd play... I'm going to joke there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that yeah. my face could have been shown. Yeah, yeah. you just showed me your teeth. I think on Rawls, seriously for a second, he was man of the match against Sunderland by a country mile, mm. in my opinion. Mm. He really helped out yeah, Patson and Jazz Richards playing with him, mm. but neither of whom are central midfielders, naturally. Mm. And Patson told the press afterwards, he said, I couldn't have done it without the hard work that, that Joe puts in beside me. Patson mm. obviously goes and scores two goals, has mm. the freedom to make those driving runs from midfield. Mm. But Rouse seems to have just added a slightly more dominant and assertive style to his game. Mm. And something you, you said in the past, Blakey, that he mm. needs to add that he breaks up the play works hard well enough but he doesn't make the decisive pass mm -hmm. and I think so would you agree with me now then there is more to come from him and he is starting to you've always show said that yeah that but that's, that's the reason why I, I've always given him slack because I, I agree there is more to come yeah from. yeah and the reason why I not get on his case because I don't get on his case but when I'm asked my opinion of him I say he's a good player but there's, I, I would like more from my central midfield because I expect the central midfielder even if you're a dog of war, I expect you to be able to create. Whether that's running with the ball, whether that's dribbling with the ball, whether that's passing, I don't know. Whatever your strengths are, you make stronger. And what your weaknesses are, you make strong. So for me, a young player like Rouse, who could become a Premier League stalwart at many clubs, right, including Cardiff, but to get to that level, I'm saying he needs to improve more and there is more to come and what you're saying is what you've seen is a vast improvement he's on an in a short period right so and, and that's what I'm saying I still would like to see from a passing perspective more significant opening up of defences you know in between full backs you know picking someone out from for the ads and you might say oh well he's not got that pass in the bag but it's like anything he's got a sweet left foot and if he practices it it'll come what about the potential addition of another body into that area Paul you said no when I said that earlier in the podcast but if you're just thinking about if he if he wants to play a Gruyich slash Gunnison a Rouse is there then room for someone else maybe slightly more of a passing creative type if, if what we believe about Gruyich is to be true that he's more defensive and 
tackling, physical. Mm. Is there then room for someone else who can who can pass Wait, the ball? Sorry, what you find those Serbian players, uh, play, players from that, that part of the world, are well, very you'll technically able, you'll good. Be able to pass the ball. Very technically yeah. good. You know. It doesn't mean to say that's not the role Warnock will give to him, though. No, Even no, if he can do it. Same no. as Gunnarsson. Gunnarsson's technically yeah. excellent. The, um, they're not going for another midfielder. That's it. He's saying who he wants. Let's let's just rein it in on Joe Rawls, both of you. Um, you know, he has just played, Dom, Dom says... I'm just saying, all I said, Paul, is that I think well, let's just he, it in, right? he's, he's played very well against Sunderland, who are going to be in League One next season and a team from League 2 in the FA Cup let's mm. just rein it in <laughs> let's remember I think all we've said Cardiff, is that he's improving when Cardiff come up against Derby Aston Villa Wolves Fulham teams the like that test, yeah. they need they need to dominate the midfield mm. they need footballers in that midfield Gruwich will hopefully Paul bring, can we hold you to account when Rousers had a storm against Villa no because no, it's like, not a storm like, it's, like, it's a continuous because like Blakey says that's what's needed mm. yeah so great if that happens brilliant yeah to, to me and Blakey, the jury's out on that one. I feel mm. at the moment. Let, but let's I think Blakey's just coming to my side. So. No, and I, I wouldn't say I'm coming <laughs> to your side. What I'm, what I'm saying is, he played well against Sunderland, but Sunderland are a very, very poor team. They're rubbish, Blakey. Uh, <laughs> they are rubbish. And Joe played very well, right? And what I'm saying is, in the second half, I need, I need, I, I'd hope, I don't need, I hope to see what I've seen in the second half. That and more. I still think the passing, as in, like I said, opening up and blah blah blah, blah can improve also. But if if he continues on that vein of our scene against Sunderland, and he does those, those that sort of performance against Derby, like what Paul's saying is, you want to dominate against the, the best teams. You want to control the midfield, yeah. So you know. Against and if you do it against the top teams, midfield nine times out of ten is where it's won and lost, really. So if we if we rewind to I don't know I've said this before on this show, but if we rewind when Cardiff were roaring away at the top and on this very show, Dom asked me, what areas do you think can still be improved? And and there was little to look at at that point. Yeah, mm. and I remember thinking, crikey, I don't know. I say jury's out on goalkeepers still. Mm. It still is for me. And juries out on whether the Cardiff midfield can dominate a game against the better teams, mm. and I don't feel either of those questions have been answered. Now maybe that that second point can be answered by Gruwich, the mm. signing of Gruwich. Um, I want to see I want to see Aaron Gunnison back in that team because I agree with you, Blake. Aaron Gunnison is a very very underrated player. Mm. He needs to get back to offer the team the drive, the inspiration, mm. the the front football that mm-hmm. he can offer. The experience, yeah. the organisation. Yeah. 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 I felt with him and, um, and uh, Bamba, you did see a confidence flow through everybody. You know what I mean? And I know Bamba still gives you that, but you know, if I'm a striker and I'm looking back and I'm seeing um, uh, the more Bryson, yeah, I'm thinking, okay, if I look back and see Gunnison, I'm expecting us to dominate midfield. See, see, Joe Rawls has played very well in the last two games. Let's not beat you about the bush. Yeah, yeah? and I'm Warnock talks some of the two million pound footballer now. Um, but and, a, let, and a Premier League footballer. But let's not forget the Fulham and Preston games. They weren't that long ago, where the Cardiff midfield was totally and utterly 
outplayed in those matches. Mm. So I think we just need to form a special case though. Rein in a little bit and it's the consistency you just, want. Just you want that against you know, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be touted as a Premier League footballer, then you've got to be one of the best in the championship. What I would say there are Because there are a lot of good midfielders in the championship, a he, lot of good players. He has at times looked like a one man midfield at times this season, Ralph. He's had to do an awful lot of work because others have been Bryson has been anonymous in games and um so you know, with Gruwich there now, you actually might even see Joe Get thriving more. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can score goals, he's yeah. got a great shot on him. Yeah. You know, so it actually might benefit him and take him to the level that Blakey wants to take him to, mm. if you like. And that's all it, that, and that's what I say. It's 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 wanting something from someone you know they're capable of but have not yet achieved. And that's football, Dom. That's it's like, it's like wanting a half decent podcast out of us three. <laughs> We're capable of it, but, you know, yeah, it we're not, we're not achieving often. it too consistently. <laughs> uh, that's great midfield chat. Plenty for Cardiff fans to chew over and the potential that Gruich could bring to the team and, and Rouse getting even better. Who knows? A bit of uh, Ask Blakey then in part three. You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online. Blakey, a question comes in from a regular contributor, Paul Grono. Paulo. He says, a good point actually, does Anthony Pilkington still have a future at Cardiff City? Well, two I goals had, in his last two. Yeah, I actually thought that they would put him on show for the January transfer window to maybe... A shop uh, window. Well, if you can get him off the wage bill, it allows, frees up money for you to go and purchase another player. But... You know, he's done so well and he's technically a very good player. And I think to myself, well, you know, at this stage of the season, you're halfway through it, how much is it going to damage you financially to keep him? Because he can play as a nine and as a wide man and as a ten. So I think he played all of them against yeah, So is it gonna is it gonna damage you that much to keep a player of that quality until the end of the season if you're going for promotion? And I think to myself, well, no, you know, I like I've always stated I've always liked him as a player. I think he got a little lost on trying to become a, a striker. When I I still maintain his best position is either off a striker or left or right of a striker for me personally. Um, is it one of those where Warnock might just say? Listen, we're just we're not going to entertain well, interest. It, it, for no, a few well, now. it's it's kind of the Kenneth Zaha situation, isn't it? Let's let's not forget Kenneth Zaha wasn't someone Neil Warnock was thinking. I'm going to change this player into, you know, potentially what he can achieve or potentially what he can be. I'm going to. He was saying all the right things to him, but always had his you know his right eye was on Kenneth, his left eye was out in the market looking for something. Then all of a sudden it's. I've stumbled on something here. Actually, I don't need to go to market. I've got something that I can work with. It's got pace, got power, blah, blah, blah. So it might it might have been that situation where you come in, you get a couple of goals, and you jolt the managers, and you think, well, am I going to be able to bring someone in of that experience and that, you know, technically that good, you know, for the amount of money that I'm going to be able to spend? Because as we know, it's not spends, it's loans. So it's a difficult one. For me personally, 
I would keep him now. I, I wouldn't see the benefit to the club in releasing him unless it was imperative and it meant the difference between you going and getting a, I don't know, a Dwight Gale or something like that. From, yeah, or, or, or a grabbing or yeah, something like a that. a proper goal scorer. So for me, I, I'd hold on to him. Is it one of those you might keep him in your back pocket Wait to see what you get out of the transfer market. If there's nothing doing from now to the end of the window, you've got pills. It works both ways, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's the beauty of, of Anthony. What's happened to just just slightly off topic? What's happened to Omar Bogle? I don't know. We haven't seen we haven't seen him for. Did he come on? Few, few, he came yes. on for about two minutes last like, against Mansfield. Yeah, but I think he wasn't named on the bench again against Sunderland, or whether he's, Warnock's not said anything about an injury. It seems strange to me because we've said on this show we think he's the closest challenger well, maybe, to the Maybe, 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 I don't know, but maybe he's not training well enough. Maybe he's not training well enough and it's been done as a way of waking him up again. Maybe he's had the flu and he's been ill. Maybe he's had family problems. We don't know. I hope it's not that Australian flu that's knocking about. <laughs> Uh, one comes in from Mike on the issue of strikers. He says if they signed, Cardiff signed someone like a Graben or someone, another striker this month, mm. does that open up the possibility of maybe playing two up front, someone alongside Zahor? I don't think he will play. I think he's. I think Neil is looking for the one and the two wide rather than the two down the middle. He's looking because for a he's backup. got the. Well, I think he's got the personnel at the moment to be able to play two up front. If you look at four four two and you look, you think, well, the, the the ideal partnership would be your mate Tomlin <laughs> and Zahor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you could say, okay, I'll bring in, I'll put Tomlin wide on the left, and I bring Junior in to play off off the big man Zahor because I've done that last season. And Junior, you know, if you think it was the beginning of where Junior started to pick up his form again when he played up front so. but it's been quite clear Warnock's preferred method when everyone's fit is three central midfielders two wide men and one, one up front middle, yeah. and that is, that is the formula you'll go with unless he needs to experiment because of injuries Absolutely. so I think I think the more relevant question then is not whether he's going to um, who, who was that from Mike? that's from Mike Michael. Mike I think the more relevant question for Blakey perhaps is not whether he's going to play two up top but if Grabham does come in who plays Grabham or Zahor? Doesn't Graben come with a big reputation? And, I, and, and Bournemouth wants to sell permanently. It might be a two, three million pound deal. So, are you therefore under pressure to play Graben if he's come for that kind of money? Well, it's not big money in this day and age. What I'd say Compared is, to what Cardiff pay though. Yeah, yeah. But what I would say is, it's saying to Kenneth, you know, you can't afford to drop your performance level. And, Ward and, as well. and you are going to have to get goals. Simple as that. You know, otherwise I've got a ready-made replacement who can do both jobs also. So I think you've summed it up nicely. I think that's mm. exactly their thought process. I think their thought process is that they've got the two players that Warnock really wanted, which mm. is the midfielder and the wide player. Mm-hmm. This would be a little bonus to get a striker. I don't mm-hmm. know any real pressure to sign a striker, striker no but it would be a nice little bit for that very reason to mm. put pressure on Zahor to, yeah to yeah you can play well but now you know if you thought that you just your performance level was going to keep you in the team well it's not you need performance and goals and maybe it ties up with our point about Bogle maybe Warnock just thinks he's not challenging Zahor closely enough 
Maybe. Someone else comes in who can, who maybe. can do so. Maybe. Do you know another player I think is really underrated there, Blake? Yeah, I'd like to hear your views on this. Mm. Goes really under the radar. You talk about Gunnarsson, but this player goes really under the radar is Jazz Richards. Now, I know I'm not, you know, I see Peltier defensively being excellent. You love Peltier. Mm hmm. I think Jazz is just as good defensively, but he's much better on the ball. He was on Saturday. I played Jazz before. Yeah, on yeah. Saturday he because he does both sides. On Saturday he was given a man marking job on that player who was taken off, which was surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Followed him everywhere. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have thought suddenly got any players worth man marking, but there we are. He, he was it given worked. that job. Um, I don't know. I see Jazz for Wales at the highest level, marking Eden Hazard out at games and things like that, and I just think, you know what? He's such a tidy footballer. He's mm. good. He's quick. He recovers. I mean, well. he's just and he's good on the ball. Blake. Yeah, but he's just back, isn't he? He's just back off a long layoff, you yeah. know. So, and when when players are coming back off long in long term injuries, you tend not to overload them. You t you, you've got to everything's a gradual, yeah, gradual. And I always say, even remember when Junior Hoyler come, I, I say it takes six or seven games. For you to get your fitness level up to match fitness, you know what I mean. When you've been out for such a long time, you might think two or three games. Oh yeah, I'm fine. But you look at yourself after two or three games, just sharpness of anticipation and stuff like that, where the ball's going to drop. You know, your thought process, everything speeds up. If you're back after eight or nine games, you look at yourself after eight, nine, ten games, and look at yourself after three, four games. You'd say. Yeah, there's a vast difference. You saw that I'm already on the front, they? right? I'm already on the front foot. I'm already anticipating. My performance level is better. My lungs aren't burning after 20 minutes. Do you know what I mean? So there's yeah. so much to consider with yeah. that one. But personally, I've all, I think Jazz is an up and down fullback. I think he can defend very well. I think he can attack very well. Yeah. He can tackle. He can cross a ball well on the run, which is important. And you know, one on one. He's very difficult to get past. He is, isn't he? Right. So yeah. I think if you're looking for wing uh, fullbacks who can go up and down, Bennett on one side and Jazz on the other, they, they would be my starters personally. We saw that at the end of last season when Peltier was out injured for a bit, and I I remember writing a piece saying this is this is the way forward for Cardiff's fullbacks to have two that can do. It's Monday football. It's my, You look at the great man Pep. He missed out on the championship last year. And everyone's thinking he's gonna. It's Aguero. It's this person. It's that person. He goes and says, "I want two fullbacks." Mm. And everyone goes, "Huh?" Mm. And, they're, and they're thriving. <laughs> what are you on about? And you look and you say, "Well, you know." And he's lost one of them. And you think, you know, fair play to the man. You know, he's revolutionised the game. Simple as that. Mind you, Paul, we'll have to discount Jazz's performance against Sunderland because it was against Sunderland. <laughs> Uh, it's where you two, man. You two. <laughs> I think we've got I'm to keep, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Like, you know, fantastic win. Yeah. One that would have been great. Yeah. But the first half was awful. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And you could see the moment Cardiff got a goal, Sunderland was so awful they were going to capitulate. And yeah. That's exactly what happened. And Cardiff's so, confidence went through the roof because that's yeah. what So, so the confidence is born. Listen, they've scored eight goals in two games. That is fantastic. Mm. Credit where credit's due. Well, the real test comes away at Sheffield Wednesday. This weekend with the new manager bounce mm -hmm. and all that stuff at Hillsborough. We're going to be discussing that in part four. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. So there's a new manager in the blue half of Sheffield. 
Blakey, let's just go back to. You're gonna ask a blade, a former bladesman. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna ask a former bladesman. <laughs> I'm gonna ask, ask you first about the first game against Sheffield Wednesday this season. Mm. I think it was just me and you in a podcast it was, discussing yeah, yeah. the way Wednesday's midfield rotated and moved, and mm. Cardiff couldn't deal with it. Yeah, I was with Carver Howell. It was with Carver Howell, who's now down the road, of mm-hmm. course. This Jos. I'm gonna try to say his name now. Jos. Lucky, lucky. Yeah. A bit of an unknown entity, but he has the players. Sheffield Wednesday certainly have the squad. Yeah. To give anyone problems. Do you see a, another really tricky one this weekend? Well, I watched the the Steel Derby. Um, that wasn't the best, was it? Uh, it wasn't, uh, but you know, straight away you could see that he put a bit of a stamp on them because they were actually. They did go from playing so well early on in the season to not playing at all with any sort of confidence or anything like that. And Surprising given their squad. Yeah, and you were looking for some sort of bounce. And you know, I have to say, they looked better against Sheffield United. So I don't think, you know, going to Hillsborough is never an easy task, even if they were struggling. You know, it's never an easy task to go there. But, you know, at this moment in time, I think they would be far more worried about Cardiff coming than you know, more Cardiff, Cardiff about going there do you know what I mean I think Cardiff off the back of the two wins and regardless of who the wins are against a win increases confidence you know beating Mansfield would increase your confidence 2% beating Sunderland might increase your confidence 4% beat Man City it might increase tenfold do you know what I mean so it depends but two wins is two wins and you're now back building and you can start actually thinking about Right, how we're going to win this game rather than going into the game thinking we've got to make sure we don't lose a, a fifth. Do you know what I mean? So I think from that point of view, I think Cardiff can go there and, and get, I wouldn't say go and get a win, but they can definitely get a point out of that game. And I don't think that would be disastrous. The good news is our friend Barry Bannon is injured. So I think that, yeah, that a is a playmaker because yeah. I think he's one of the more talented players in the division mm. before I come back to you for a more accurate score prediction Blakey Paul what do you make of this one Hillsborough not a place Cardiff have had much joy in recent years at all no um, that worries me because I I just feel that there are just grounds where you're jinxed and it just seems to be that that's one of the venues where Cardiff struggle Mm. Just as Man City struggling Cardiff, ironically. Mm. Um, this game sort of stands out on its own, really, because there's been the replay before it. There's going to be a cup game after it. So it's almost like a one-off league game where your recent form doesn't mean a huge amount. Yeah, that's why it's important they get something out of the game, though. You know, because of the cup games either side, so you're not going to be playing a league game. So. I think because because Cardiff was so abysmal in drawing nil nil with Mansfield, Warnock was and they subsequently drew Man City in the cup. Warnock was forced to pick his best team on Tuesday night. Does that mean fatigue can have an well, effect? I'm just wondering if that has a knock on effect. Whereas Wednesday's players have got the full week to train, prepare under their new manager, rest up. I mean the the boost the boost is for Cardiff and a Cardiff City player. Uh, the down might come after the Man City game, but the booster is, you know, you have to perform because you've got the type of manager who will say to you, if you don't perform today, don't come knock on my door when you're not selected to play against the best team 
in Great Britain right now. So if you want to be in that game and what those games can do for a person and highlight someone's talents is incredible you know the FA Cup I just love anyway I just love it's what we played as kids in the street the FA Cup yeah, yeah. you know what I mean so it's got an affiliation with me that yeah. has always been there but if you're an individual player what it can do for you is huge but also just just being another team who have beaten Man City you know to have that against yeah, yeah, on your CV at this stage, to say as a player personally, I went up against Pep Guardiola and I won. I went up against you know um, Aguero and I won. I went up against you know John Stones and I won. You know that's that's the mentality of of well should be the mentality of the players going into the Sheffield Wednesday game. Is that mate? I we need to come off a third bounce, third win, bang to go into that Man City game full of confidence and Warlock says that he, the confidence he, issue plays one part but the yeah. fact that I won't be starting against Man City plays the other Warlock says something which I thought was quite clever he said oh we've got the, best, the biggest game of the season coming up now Sheffield Wednesday away so for, to him the, the biggest game of the season is the next one that's coming absolutely yeah uh, and, that, and that's you know that's how you have to approach a season basically you know yes you can Yes, you can some often managers overlook the cup games and what have you, but it's funny, isn't it? It's what the fourth round, and you know, if you were drawn Norwich, there would be much of a muchness. Rest your team, concentrate on the league, all those cliches. But Neil Warnock wants to go up against because for his CV. Do you know what, Blakey? Even at the same time, even if you'd drawn Liverpool, it would have been. Great, but, but, but yeah. it's Manchester City. Yeah, it's a okay. It's numero uno. Just yeah, on a different stratosphere. Yeah, and, it, and and what I love about I'm the FA Cup, you know? of course, he's the greatest manager for me. Yeah, I've said it. I think you know, okay, so Alex Ferguson, for me also because of the the thirteen titles yeah. and twenty five years European Cups and what have you, greatest manager. But alongside that. If he wins the Premier League, for me, to be able to do what he's done in three different countries yeah. puts him just ahead for me. And he's he's young. Do you know what I mean? So Do you know what my my uh, my youngest son said to me um, straight away last night, Dad, can you try and get me tickets as close to Pep as possible? Yeah, That's yeah. the Pep Guardiola. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. And I've, so I've, I've got to buy tickets for him in that sort of area if I can get them. Yeah. And it was in a Mansfield and that's, people trying to get a glimpse of him. That's, the, yeah, yeah. that's the pep yeah. influence. Yeah. You know? Because, it, like I've said on the show before, he eats, drinks and sleeps football. Yeah. You know, he was there at the game at Mansfield. Now, it would be quite easy for him to think, well, if Mansfield win, we'll run over him. If Cardiff win, I'll send out a stronger team and we'll run over them. But he's already plotting, right, if I've got them, it's like this. If we get them, it's like this. Okay. And he's planning and plotting, so he takes no one for granted. That's that's that shocked me. Yeah. Seeing that picture of him last night genuinely shocked me. Yeah, well, 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 fair play. To well, him. well when so I heard, there, I said that 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 is typical of that man. Isn't professionalism. It? He yeah. doesn't leave any stone unturned. Yeah, yeah? he yeah. doesn't leave nothing to chance. He will go and he will plot and he will see where Cardiff's weaknesses were and how are then going to expose them and. I think it's just the manner of what he's done in different countries. The way he went into Barcelona, you know, people say, I know we're talking about Pep 
I'm eulogising a bit, but I like to get the opportunity <laughs> to eulogise about, you know, players, players and managers who basically change how football yeah, is. Well, change, well, I'm, I'm change, sure change it. We'll, we'll do a Man City special next week. Mm. So Full deep back to yeah. Sheffield. Yeah. Um, Score predictions from both of you before we wrap up for the week. Two one. Two one Cardiff. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can say anything. I don't think they're in good goal scoring form. Cardiff don't have a good record at Hillsborough, as I've said. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a two-two draw. I was gonna say nil-nil. I'm gonna go a two-two draw. They're not scoring many goals. They're gonna. They're due a goal. I'm gonna go two-two draw. It's not the most optimistic set of predictions we've had in recent weeks, but maybe well, we more. can't win every game, Dom. I don't maybe think more. I've betted against them yet. No, maybe, maybe more realistic for once, but that's all right. Anything to add from either of you before we finish and head in for a, a warm coffee? Um, yeah, yeah. What do you think about the fact that Bellamy, Cardiff City legend, has been overlooked for the Wales job? Having given, I'm told by the people writing on the interview panel, he gave an outstanding interview. Right, so you've got a situation where someone... Craig has just gone into kids' football, under-23s football, has been in there two minutes, let's say, uh, and never managed a first-team game and is already being touted for the international job where you're now going to be managing players like Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey and blah, blah, blah. I personally, I think... If you were giving me those two candidates to pick from, Ryan's ahead of Craig, slightly, because inexperienced also. But Ryan's ahead of Craig. But I, I, I'm an advocate for that job. When you finish sem- semi-finals in the European Championships, you as a country, as a nation, expectation has risen all over. I don't see how you restrict yourself, continue to restrict yourself to the person having to be Welsh. I just do not get that in a month of Sundays. And I've seen Chris Coleman, remember him saying, like, the person has to be Welsh and have the passion and all that. And Chris Coleman, someone who's managed abroad, imagine if Chris goes to Italy after Sunderland and they said to him, oh, sorry, mate, we only take Italians. Or goes to Spain, sorry mate, we only take I mean it's a foolish argument for me. I think once you get to that semi final, you've opened yourself up to a lot of people who would be willing now, who've got a lot of technical experience and ability and are big names in the game. Right? So it's about the FAW then being able to say, right, we're gonna increase what we're gonna pay for if we get someone in our top bracket of five managers we like we're going to increase the pay to that. If we get the B, we'll say that. C, we'll pay that. So for me, it was, it's, it shows lack of ambition to me. It's too insular. It's too, oh, you, know, you know, let's be fair. If someone said to us Welsh, you know, oh, we want to cross the water and do this, or we want to go to Europe and do that, and you say, oh, no, no, they said, no, 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 no. Don't allow Welsh. We don't allow Welsh people. Or we only want our own kind. You think, huh? You can't say that. 
So to me, I think we give ourselves a problem and are setting ourselves up for a problem long term by saying the person has to be Welsh. I just, I just don't get it. But for me, if you're giving me those two targets or those two candidates, then I take Ryan over Craig because I think Craig is no, not experienced at all, whereas Ryan is slightly experienced. So I'm going to go with the slightly more experienced guy over the no experienced guy. But it's not a personality contact contest. That's just on football and football alone. Fascinating stuff. Thanks very much. Thanks both of you for your contributions today. Pleasure. We'll be back next week for a full Man City special and hopefully reviewing another good result at Sheffield Wednesday for Cardiff City. Don't forget, you can listen to the podcast on Wales Online. You can subscribe via iTunes and listen on Audio Boom as well. But from the three of us this week, it's thanks very much. Bonjour. Uh, yes, bonjour, as, uh, au revoir, au revoir, as Del Boy might have said. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us and goodbye.